Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. I'm here as I always am with one David Pridham, my business partner and consultant on all things lawn related. We're pleased and proud to be in Ocean City, Maryland for the Blue Crab Festival as we continue our late summer swing through some of these little hometown festivals, which is a a great part of what makes America great. Americana. Americana, as it were. And And somebody uh, is $20 richer. Correct. As as predicted. Not without incident, though. Well, you know, that's, that's... What makes the difference? The ability to improvise, to adapt, to overcome, and to see your goals achieved. The $20 was well spent on clam pies. Uh, The baked pie turned out to be the winner. For those of you who were left hanging by that, it was head and shoulders or neck, as it would be above. Tongue. Tongue above. Clams don't have necks. Are you sure about that? Little necks are the name of clams. Yeah. But you're eating the tongues. Yeah. Yeah. How do they turn their heads? They don't have heads. Oh, well, that explains it then. All right, so... They're clams. But the crabs here are amazing. Yes. Well, they're they're blue crabs. Yeah, the Maryland is famous? Of course I have. Maryland is famous for them. We recommend the soft-shelled sandwich, which is excellent. And uh, if you can get over the existence of the soft-shell, it's a little bit like chewing on a fingernail, but a lot of people like it. Um, We're pleased and, and, as I said, proud (laughs) to be a, a part of it. And we're, uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun today, I think, David. We're going to have a little bit of fun here in the patent world. Our, our late summer Americana swing is all about fun. And so we're here to have what I like to call fun with patents, or FWP. We also call this um, useless viewer trivia. We basically compiled or all Or UVP, in this case maybe. T. P. Um, but we've, we've compiled some of the um, some of the, the best questions and sort of like remember that old uh, Johnny Carson show Stump the Band indeed well folks are going to be trying to stump us the patent experts oh boy so okay. we'll, we'll go through and we'll read some of these we don't have the answers we have some of the answers but we have a lot more questions well than I mean we have, you know I mean the answers are locked up in the old noodle David after David. years of experience iron box iron box so steel trap it's um, it's interesting. We we have a lot of a lot of very specific questions. A lot of questions that are more general in nature. Mm-hmm. A lot that deal with the history of patent world, but a lot that come from certain socioeconomic groups that are um, interested in patenting for a variety of reasons. Okay, I like so it. So should we start? Why not? So the first question I have is from uh, Carlo in Puerto Rico. Which is interesting because I know they've gone through some issues with with the flooding, but apparently they're able to um, they're able to send us questions. So, uh, in fiscal year 2013, how many patents were issued to Puerto Rican residents? How many patents in fiscal 2013? Fiscal 2013. So that would be October of 2012 through September of 2013. So it includes the Christmas season, which is important. It's a big... Yeah, they have festivals now. Although right. now, this year is going to be a tough one. It is. But patents first, my friend. Patents first. Correct. Carlo knows. So how many patents were issued on the island of Puerto Rico 
in fiscal 2013. I don't know if that's the question. I think what Carlos said is oh. how many were issued to Puerto Rican residents. So it could oh, be so it could be anyone who is a resident of the of great territory of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Okay. Whether they're physically on the island or not. Well, I, I, think, I think yeah. I mean, I think that's a different question altogether. Well, can we can we work from a basis of hints? For yeah, instance, I don't know. Could I have a, you don't you don't have the answer. I don't have yourself? the answer. I mean, we'd have to ask the guy behind the glass. I I would guess it's a trick question. Could be. Could be. Uh, I mean, I presume that some residents of Puerto Rico were issued patents in fiscal 2013. Well, why wouldn't they be? Of course. Correct. But I mean, could it be a trick question? Could Carlo be pulling our proverbial leg? Literally. Knowing Carlo, I think he's probably yeah. making that effort. So I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with 1,234. Okay. And are we doing this? So we're both going to guess, and then we're going to get the answer, correct? Okay. If I go... 1,233. Do I get everything below that? Oh, is that how you want to play it? I'm asking you. Oh, that's fine. I mean, we can certainly do it that way. I, I have no idea, and so I could be high, I could be low, I could be spot on. I mean, there is and there is some probability that I nailed the number exactly. That's Why don't I, I... I'll say 18. 18. 18. One eight. One eight. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. What the and it is eighteen. How about oh, that? How, how about, about that? Yeah. How about something. that? Yeah, that is something. All right. Well, I, I've got one for you, my friend. Okay, good. Good. What popular toy was I'm gonna originally say created? I'm going to say the Weeble. The Weeble. The sit mm. and spin. Well, which is it? The Lincoln Logs. See, now you've named three. Okay, I've got to hear the right. Obviously, I've jumped okay. the gun there. Yes. What popular toy was originally created to aid in World War II? I am going to a popular toy. And again, we, 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 we see all of you on the Periscope with, with your answers, and we will, at the end of the day, be picking the best one, and you will be given a Blue Crab T-shirt along with a coupon for 20% off all you can a, eat. Is it a t-shirt with a blue crab, or is the t-shirt blue and it doesn't matter the species Well, of crab. since we're both wearing them, I think you know that the t-shirt's white with a picture of blue crab. Let me look. Exactly. Exactly. It does appear to be a blue crab. So which popular toy was created to assist in the winning of World War II? In the World War II effort, yes. By as, as an aid. As an aid. Now, it could be either side, so you're not giving up any of that, right, with your question. I, I'm willing to respond uh, in a hint-like fashion, if you'd like. No, I don't think I need a hint. Um, World War II, so I'm thinking that's probably in the 20th century. So so what popular is there is there any is there a patent related issue here is this just World War II trivia that you've come up with no it's it's uh, it's invention trivia my friend it's all about inventing oh inventing so this isn't patent trivia sort of I believe there is a patent actually. past that okay I'm gonna say the Raggedy Ann doll oh that's close that's close that is a good guess could it be an erector set also close could it be a Lego you would have been closer with Raggedy Andy you would have been closer uh, but the answer, GI Joe. The, I'm going to give you. I'm going to. I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to guess. Like hints, but I'm going to give you a hint. I'm it guess was originally designed as a replacement for rubber. Oh, okay. Um, a replacement for rubber. You like this stuff, by the way. I do love Play-Doh. 
You do. And I also Close. love silly putty. Oh, there you go. I like both. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit outside the box mm-hmm. here, and I'm gonna say Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong is a good guess. Stretch Armstrong was used in World War II to alarm the enemy with the abilities of the American troops to not only reach great distances to get them, but then snap, snap back. them back. Snap them back. He almost over, had Joe Kennedy out of that Over plane. enemy lines. That's Remember correct. Joseph P. Kennedy's plane. Stretch Armstrong had a hand. Very in. close to having him back. And, 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 and who could forget his time in the 80s playing frolicking with the Smurfs? No. No one. No one. He had a thing for that Smurfette, my friend, and who could blame him? Well, she too, like the crab, was blue. Correct. So I don't the, have that T-shirt. The answer is silly putty. The answer is silly putty. That's silly good. Putty. That's excellent. Well done. Well done. Well, thank you. It took mm-hmm. me a while, but I got there. Yeah. I'm going to give you one that comes from Rhonda in the Bronx. Rhonda ah. asks, what is the name of former Federal Circuit Chief Judge Randall Rader's current rock band? What is the name of uh, former Judge Rader's current rock band? Current. Leads you to believe there have been more than one. Yeah, that would, that would lead you to believe there's been more. That alone is alarming. Uh, I suppose it's beyond the pale to assume that the name of the rock band is... Silly Putty? Your Damages Model Sucks. Yeah. That's no, that's different. That's, that's his acapella group. Ah. Uh, boy, I don't know. Randall Raider's crafty. Uh, he's got three initials that are all the same. Everyone in that situation is crafty. Uh I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going to. Uh, he loves traveling to Asia to teach about intellectual property. Okay. Okay. So, so. I'm. Uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Asia. Well, Asia is taken, right? Or how do you know he didn't get there around? first? He could have. He could have. Uh, I, I, I literally have no idea. Can I get a hint? Um. Yes. Okay. Yes. It has something to do with the standard of review. It has something to do with the standard of review. Uh, wow. So uh, what if we were to go with the standard of review? And again, for those of you who are following us at Periscope or here at the Blue Crab Festival, the question is, what is the name of former Federal Circuit Chief Judge Randall R. Raider. R. Raider's current mm-hmm. rock band. And I've, I've stated that the hint is it has something to do with the standard of review. Well, since he was a, formerly an Article Three judge as opposed to a administrative patent judge, the right. standard of review is different. I'm going to go with his most familiar standard of review, clear and convincing. Is that possible? That's incorrect. Ah. So close. So, what is it? Uh, it is de novo. De novo. <laughs> well, he would love he would love himself some de novo review. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Correct. All right. Good. So let me see. Let me go into the uh, fishbowl here. See if I can find uh, a good question for us to ask. We've been on the East Coast here a little bit. Let me let me take it out west coast. This is from Mount Shasta, California. Miles, great place. Great place. In Mount Shasta, California, beautiful. I remember Miles. I I, I think I know him from our days at Nick and Sam's. He's uh, he's currently sending this message in via text from the slopes of Mount Shasta. I appreciate him staying with us on IP frequently, no matter where he might be. 
And uh, unfortunately, Miles was recently in an automobile accident and a seatbelt saved his life. So first of all, public service announcement, wear your seatbelt. There's absolutely no reason not to. It saved Miles' life. But who invented the seatbelt, my friend? Who invented the seatbelt? Who invented the seatbelt? Well, is it, is it someone I would know? Uh, the name is not going to be familiar to you, but the car company for which the individual worked is known for its automotive safety. Is it Niles Bolin? It is Niles Bolin. It is. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Nils. I'm I'm not good with Swedish. You think it's Niles? I actually suffered with him once a while back. But that's good. Did he run the idea by you? He did not. He did not. He didn't share it. So you're not a named inventor then? It was more of a hot toddy type situation. Mm -hmm. I believe it was after he'd invented the seatbelt that we met. We met up at the Poconos. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's an interesting one. What pop music group, famous in the 1970s, was Mm -hmm. named after the inventor of the seed drill? Wow. The inventor of the seed drill. What are you typing over there? It seems like you're... I'm responding to an email from Niles. Okay. Still around, huh? Well, he wears his seatbelt. Why wouldn't he be? So, for those folks at home, this this comes from um, this comes from Don in Sarasota, Florida. Donnie in Sarasota, Florida. What pop music group, popular group in pop music in the seventies, which is an added hint, mm. uh, was named after the inventor of the seed drill? Ah, uh, okay. So we know the era. It's the 1970s. Yes. Uh, did their career extend into the 80s? I believe so. I believe so. I'm pretty confident. Were they famous for any particular style of music, instrument, anything of that nature? I don't believe they did have an oboe. They did not have an oboe? No bow. Any other woodwind? No bow. No bow on the oboe, but would a, would a woodwind, woodwind instrument have been in play? This is becoming like a, a this episode started to go off the rails. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and for all the folks here excited at the crowd. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable it's for enjoyable. people. But I, I don't believe there was an oboe at all. Okay. Uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, it has to be someone's name, obviously, since they were an inventor of something. Uh so that leaves the Yardbirds out, for instance. I don't believe the Yardbirds the Letterman. ever invented. The Letterman, yeah. probably out. Cream, probably out. The Four Tops are band. out. Jethro Tull is out. Yeah. Jethro oh. Tull. Oh, wait, no, did I just oh, give it away? Oh, I think give it away? I have given it oh, away. Oh, boy, I'm in trouble uh, now. See, there you have it. Jethro Tull is what I'm going to go with. And the survey says... Correct. Oh, correct. All right, very good. All right. So that's uh, this is uh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Patent trivia, invention trivia, things like that. Was a good job. Like, well, thank you, thank you. No, you you did an excellent job giving hints. So you walked me right into that one. Um, well, let's see. Uh, oh, I, I have a quote for you. I have a quote. This quote comes uh, from the great Midwest, from the uh, the very heart of our country in Kansas City, Missouri. I would like to ask, who said? I'm going to say Niles Warren. No, it's not. It's not Niles in this case. Although you probably know a great many things he said, given that you were you summered with him once. One, it was. I wouldn't call it summary. I, I spent some time in the Poconos. In the Poconos. In the Poconos. In a hot tub with wow. a variety of other people, most of whom were coming in and out of the bus. Just, it's a long story. It's my. Sounds youth. like it might have been unsavory. At some point. No, it was savory. All right. 
We actually had a nice meal at Howard Johnson's. Yeah. Uh, whatever happened to Howard Johnson's? There's the like orange one. Roof. There's you one. Can see left. it glowing in the distance as a child. And I knew that you were almost one. There. I believe there's one left. There's one left, but I wouldn't know. Yeah. Hojo's, my friend. For those of you in the know, so dump. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, who said the patent system added the fuel of interest to the fire of genius? I'm going to say Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln. Well, what are you going to say? Is it going to be Thomas Jefferson? Well, you said which Midwest. Would be incorrect. You said Midwest. I'm I did say, say Abraham Lincoln because I just realized that. Yes. I'm going to say Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is correct, sir. He said it in 1859 at a lecture in Springfield, Illinois. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Let me ask you a question, which I think is probably right up your alley. Oh, boy. Okay, right up your alley. I don't this, know that I have an alley, but this one, make every effort. This one comes from Vinny in the Bronx. Oh, Vinny. Vinny he's, in the he's Bronx. always tough when it comes to trivia. Vinny says, what was the fine for infringement under the 1474 Venetian Patent Act? A swift kick in the ass. Uh, may, may very well be part of it, but I'm talking right. about the, okay. the, what was the fine? The Ooh, monetary so there, fine. So there was a fine. Uh, what was the currency? Ducats. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to say the Ducats. Ducats. Okay. Ducats. What was the fine? A for Ducat the is a significant amount of money, <laughs> then and now. Correct. So uh, Which I is what Ducatis were named after, and Bugattis. Bugattis, Ducatis. Yes. In various and sundry. And I think you can buy a fried Ducati over there at the Clam Shack at our last the last place we were at. The last we're not at today. No, we're not today. We're currently at the Crab. Blue Crab Festival. And crabs are not known for their cycling I'm going to be honest, Ocean City has never looked so beautiful. The water is sparkling. The boardwalk. Again, it's unseasonably warm for this time of year. Which makes it nice. I mean, it's you get a little schwitz. I know there's a phrase for this. Do you remember what it was? Oh, we talked about this when we were at the um, State Fair in Maine, mm-hmm. as I recall. That was a few weeks ago. Remember that pie eating contest in the oh, Grease Bowl? It was delicious. Anywho, oh, anywho I don't, I don't want to avoid the fence. question from the Bronx, Vinny. Yes. Uh, what was the fine for infringement? How many Ducats under the 1474? Well, you know, let's say the, the, the 15th century was well known for being a century of reasonableness. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people in the 15th century, reasonable, commonsensical folks. Therefore, I'm going to say it's a round number. I'm going to go with 10 ducats. You're close. Oh. If you multiply it by 10, you're there. Wow, it was 100. Ducats. It's a lot of ducats. Oh, that's a lot of ducats. See, now, ducats. that is the kind of thing that would have gotten Google up in arms because they're certainly not going to pay 100 ducats for anything they've stolen. They don't have many ducats. No. Anywho. You could Google it, though. You could. You could. All right. Well, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right. I'm, I'm going to take you right back. To, I have a question here in front of me that I know that you know the answer. Are we to. back to Venice in the 15th century? We are not. We are going to leap forward back to uh, the 19th century, where we previously were. You might recall and that I originally asked or previously asked a question that came out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. I don't believe I mentioned the, the man's name. Uh, is the, he only gave us his first name, Harold. Appreciate it, Harold. Uh, we're going to go right back to that same era. And we've got a question here from Susan. Susan, who is in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. That's ironic, isn't it? It is. Oh. Susan from Sioux City. Who would have guessed? 
I, I don't know that she spells it the same way, but... Sioux City, also named after the great uh, tribe of the Sioux. The Sioux, correct, who, for all I know, now own thousands of patents. Yes. Right. And she wonders, in follow-up to the question about the quote, was, can you identify a patent issued to Abraham Lincoln? The number? Uh, I actually have the number. She provided the number. Susan's thorough, which is nothing if not thorough. But I, I certainly wouldn't put on you the to expect you to know the number. Just really the invention itself, just described generally, would be fine. Um, something to do with shoals. I know that. Mm. Um, not to be confused with shawls, no. which I don't know that Abraham Lincoln ever wore. No, I don't. I don't think. But Mrs. Lincoln probably did. I think it's shoals. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. You want more than that? I mean, I'm, I'm giving you. It does. It does have to do with shoals. Thank not you. not unreasonable given Honest Abe's uh, experience as a boatman on the Illinois River. Mm-hmm. Um, but what specifically about shoals? Shoals are to be avoided. I think anyone with any maritime experience knows this. So, uh, what specifically? Specifically, but that, that's an interesting question because mm-hmm. one, Lincoln is one of my favorite. I know presidents of all time. He's the only president to ever hold a patent until President Trump came into being, and his uncle John held one, which he now holds. He has a copy of it anyway. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, but I think it, I think it relates to Shoals. It does relate to Shoals, and in fact, I'll uh, I'll let you off. Okay, it relates to buoying a vessel over a shoal. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever know what position? Abraham Lincoln held at the time he was awarded this patent, a U.S. government position. This is is for bonus points, my friend. He was a railroad man. (laughs) He was a man. He rode the railroad, so I'm willing to uh, to give you that. But he actually served in an official government position. He was a railroad man. He was a postman. Congressman. Post-apocalyptic postman. (laughs) (laughs) That's well. That's good. That's a stretch. I'll give you that. Uh, interesting nonetheless. But it was actually Congressman Abraham Lincoln who was awarded this patent. Some a- may have cried foul, insider trading as it were, but Honest Abe would not have put up with that. If he hadn't earned the patent, he wouldn't have taken it. That's my position. You believe that? I do. How about all those vampires he killed? And let me tell you what. He was hell on vampires. Yes. Among other things. Like secessionism. But it's another story. Here's an interesting one. Okay. Order the following inventors in terms of most number of issued patents. Oh, boy. This is going to be a tough one. All right. Thomas Edison. Okay. Jerome Lemelson. George Westinghouse. Mm. Edwin Land. And Shupe Yamazaki. And this comes from Ichiro in Seattle. So Ichiro in Seattle. Thank you. Great hitter. I wouldn't know. Ah... Wow. All right. So I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to I'm going to play the odds here a little bit. I'm going to say since it's raised by Ichiro that perhaps it was Mr. Yamazaki who has the most patents. That's correct. How many for bonus points? Wow. Uh, it's over. It's over a hundred. It's over ten. Well, I figure it's over ten. It's over a hundred. It's yes. It is 106. No. Ah. Are you going anything under that? Uh, well, if it's over 100 and less than 106, I could probably walk my way into it, as we say. But in the interest of time, how many did he have? 
Um, he had 3,193, according to Ichiro. That's a lot of patents. I don't care who you are. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, you know, again, in the interest of time, as opposed to sort of putting them in order, we, Mr. Yamazaki, congratulations, sir. That's a lot of patents. Uh, who is fifth in that list? Are you asking me? I am asking you. I mean, just again, in the interest of time. Again, according to Ichiro, Ichiro. it is George Westinghouse, surprisingly enough. Oh, how about that? With 361 patents. Boy, that's still a lot of patents. So now you've got Edison, Lemelson, and Land. Yeah. That's all. I don't care who you are. 300 patents, a lot of patents. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, we're, we're, we've had fun here today with patent trivia. We'll probably do this again in, in another 300 years. Uh, it's gone well. Uh, but I think we should probably wrap this up with uh, another round, if you will, of Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I'll set it up here for you. I'll give you the first half of the hypothetical. Would you rather play patent trivia or... You mean patent trivia like this? Like this, like, okay. we, like we've just done. Would you rather play patent trivia or a full round game of risk mm. with Michelle Lee and the EFF guys? Ooh, that's a tough one. Can it come, Can the game of risk come to blows? No, but let's let's further characterize the trivia game. Mm. Trivia. With the um, downside of being played in a pen with rabid wolverines that are starving and rabid. And rabid. And hungry. And hungry at the same time. Rabid, starving, and hungry is always a bad combination. Uh, I've been on dates, actually, that could be described similarly and unfortunately. Uh, So I can't punch anyone in the risk game. No, it's it's no. So contact. I just have to sit there and put up with their smug bullshit. It's no contact risk, non-contact, no contact, no contact, no non-contact. There's contact, but let's see. The double negative is killing you there. Now you can punch him. I can punch him. No, you can't. Oh, see, that was going to completely change you. But you can fight off the Wolverine. To, I can't to, fight to, off for as long as you can. There are dozens of them. Yeah, that sounds like trouble. I, you know what? I never want to be in the same room. As Michelle Lee or the EFF guys, and since I'm presuming in the hypothetical I would have to be, I am going to go with patent trivia with you and the Wolverines. I'm going to say that Abraham Lincoln uh, patented an improved manner for buoying over vessel, buoying vessels over shoals. That's correct. Okay. Huh. And I agree with you. I would give my life up to the Wolverine rather than be in that um, in that. Uh, in that uh, game of risk, risk takes too long. And yeah, often, imagine the amount of time you'd have to spend with those people. Often, when there's no liquor involved, it can be it can be incredibly time consuming. It's almost worth a hundred ducats to get out of that. I would agree. Do you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that, and so would any 15th century Venetian blinds or people. Correct. Right. So. There you have it. Um, another well thought out and well presented round of Would You Rather. If you disagree with our position on Would You Rather, please document it and send it to us. We'd love to hear why you would choose to be in a room with Michelle Lee and the EFF guys. And uh, we will wait on that response. We look forward to our continued swing through the festivals that are the hallmark of Americana. And we look forward to you joining us for another episode of IP Frequency.